So he sends her flashbacks through the little mind chat that they have going on of them fucking so that she can make lightning. And they say chivalry's dead. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. Today we're going into the world of fantasy, but before we get into the fourth wing, Sav, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm okay. Okay, I have a couple of things before we start. One, I went to Hangout Fest this weekend, which started off a little rocky because I got scammed out of my Airbnb, which has never happened to me before. Basically, this raggedy, dusty bitch tyranny... <laughs> texting me I booked this shit in like December and she was messaging me we have been friends months we have cultivated this friendship she was messaging me I literally all day on the way we drove eight hours there got there at 11 p.m was messaged her that I was pulling in bitch stopped responding to me completely ghosted me had to call airbnb thank god i was able to find another place to stay because had it been like sold out everywhere we would have been fucked but instead i paid a thousand dollars to stay at a quality inn which i'm still working through um but other than that the weekend was great i cried my little eyes out during paramore because they sang the only exception and i just like had a, a little tearful moment and we did end up biking it was shorter it was like a shorter bike from the quality end um but I didn't factor in how fucked up I would be while biking and so that's the only thing I probably should have practiced I probably should have taken an edible and then practiced biking because that was so hard but that was my weekend sounds like a fun week yeah Sav texted me it's like 10 30 at night and I'm like, Sav is usually asleep at this time. She like never texts me this late. And she was like, we got scanned out of our Airbnb. I was like, what do you mean you got scanned out of your Airbnb? <laughs> yep, got scanned. What, like, I don't understand. I just don't understand people who do that. There were yellow flags that I ignored because her picture had these two little kids in it. And I was like, oh, like she's a mom. Like she's setting up this new place. No. I got scammed by this raggedy, dusty, dirty ass hoe named Tierney. Well, hopefully Airbnb like takes her off. Yeah, I hope so. I somehow got the opportunity to leave a review, which was dangerous. I should have been given the power to leave a review. <laughs> Did you pop off? I popped off. I was nice. <laughs> I kept being worried. Like there has to be a reason to scam somebody because you pay through the app and everything. Yeah. It's like, I bet if I harass her, like if I say some mean ass shit, they won't give me my money back because it'll be harassment. So I, until I, the funds hit my account was very kind. Then I messaged her and said that she was a dusty ass bitch. And I hope that she had a bad life. <laughs> so yeah, that's how my weekend was. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I'm like kind of in full summer mode. Baseball is back into the swing of things. I was in my little chair. So I have a chair. It's like a special chair. And it has like a chair. uh, Yeah, like a sunroof thing that I can like expand or make smaller. I have two cup holders, little pocket for my phone. By the time I have my own kids and I'm like a soccer, baseball, ever mom, I have this shit down packed. You do. So on Saturday, I had my little thing. 
um, I was, I'm not just going to get into it because it goes into what we were reading. I was reading my little book, had a naked guy on the front of the cover. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to like hold it down each time I like turn my page, but going to a baseball game today. And then my hockey team is sucking right now. So that's about it. Sports and reading. That is how yeah. we grew up. Summer, Emily. I would also like to complain. So I'm in a little bit of a grouchy mood. I told him this. And I also like haven't really talked to you because I was doing shit all weekend. But on the way home from fucking work just now, I got in the middle of a dick measuring contest between these three dudes. I'm going to they were dudes and I'm going to assume that they were shitty and these like stupid little fucking loud cars. They were all like racing each other. And then at one point they both two of the three got in front of me and they were like going the same pace and screaming at each other out of the fucking window. And I was like, I'm going to die today. And it's going to be by a fucking dusty, dirty dude with like grime underneath his fingernails driving a fucking Hyundai. Like, I'm lose Not it. a Hyundai. <laughs> I went to a graduation party on Sunday, a high school graduation party. And my boyfriend came with me as my plus one. I never felt more old than I did at this graduation party. That's tough. Yeah, I looked at Alex and I was like, so what do we do? What do we do? What do we talk about? <laughs> so, but other than that, I've been holding the fin. I finished Hollowed Eve and nobody tells Chantel Tessier, but I think it is better than the ritual. <laughs> if you've been here for a while, you know that there's nothing. I call the ritual my comfort book. I finished Hollow Eve so this is the second. So we covered the first book in the series last week and it's by Delaney Foster. I finished this book and I was like, oh my God, I need to read it. So you have to read it. You have to read it. I immediately, I have the third book in my bag ready to go. Mm. Better than I know. I was like, dare I say it's better than the rich. That's so bold of you. I know. I truly can't believe that that statement came out of my mouth. This is growth. I know. Um, We were in like GA plus this weekend. So we had like a little lounge and there was this really old couple, not really old is dramatic. There was this older couple. She was probably like in her sixties and during the day they, I guess like didn't really care about anybody. And so they were just posted up back there and she had her little book and he was just like flipping through stuff, looking around. And I was like, this is adorable. This is bliss. This is like couple goals. Yeah. I also I'm feel going, like. Um, no, go ahead. I just feel like I'm always going to bring a book now. I don't care where I'm going. I'm bringing a book. Yeah, I bring my Kindle with me pretty much everywhere I go. And if I forget it and I get real desperate, I'll read the Kindle app on my phone. I don't even know where my Kindle is. You're you're in your physical book era. I know. If we're going to be honest, I don't know where my Kindle is. Do you not miss it? No. My Kindle is like my emotional I, support water bottle. Like, I cannot leave the house without my Kindle and my fucking knockoff Stanley Cup at this point. I still have my eight Rena Ken books. I'm going to be starting every week. And I still haven't started. <laughs> so the Kindle's collecting dust. I would like to um, just set the scene because I I feel like last week you were on the rocking chair and I had to discuss 
And this week, Emily is in a pair of jeans and a bra because she doesn't <laughs> want to get her shirt. <laughs> so we are literally just sitting on Zoom. She has two rollers in her hair. She looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> She's wearing a flesh-colored bra. So her titties are out. <laughs> I texted Sab and I was like, um, I can't get my shirt wrinkled. I mean, I, I literally took me forever to steam this shirt. And so I'm waiting. I don't want your hard work to pay to like go to waves. It doesn't bother me at this point anymore. But like, could you imagine if we were one of those people that put this shit on YouTube? (laughs) We couldn't. We couldn't. We could never. I look homeless most of the time. And the last five episodes of the podcast, you have had rollers in your hair. I really have. She's booked and busy. She has a boyfriend. She's going to date nights. She's going to social functions. She has shit to do. We y'all, we come full circle from Savannah begging people <laughs> to get ready for a date. So we're proud. Full circle. The growth. The growth. We've also come full circle because I have been begging, begging Emily to read fantasy. For like since before the podcast, like for years, I've been asking for this. And I don't know if we told the pod, but originally she wanted to read this book about gargoyles. And I was like, Emily, you can't even read like a casual book about vampires. Like, I think that we should build up to gargoyles. And so we read The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros, which is so popular. I loved it. Emma's processing still I think (laughs) so we're gonna get into it so Rebecca Yaros is a mom of six a hopeless romantic and she adores reading during her husband's deployment she wrote her own book and published it a month before he returned home when not writing or playing the guitar she is usually tying hockey skates for her four boys or sneaking in John Hughes marathons with her two daughters Books by Yaros include the Flight and Glory series, the Renegade series, and the In Love duet. And today we are diving into the world of fantasy with the fourth wing. And her and her husband actually have their own organization. So they adopted their last daughter through the foster care system. So they fostered her and then they adopted her. So they like work very closely like with foster children and stuff. And Hmm. she's a mom of six writing amazing books. I was like, you go girl. Honestly, such a slay. You go, Rebecca. So we have two dedications today. To Aaron, my own Captain America, through the deployments, the moves, the sunniest highs, and the darkest lows. It's always been you and me, kiddo. That's really sweet. That is sweet. And then the second one is, here's to the artist. You hold the power to shape the world. Is she calling her husband kiddo? I don't know how I feel about that. I, yeah, I was like, my dad calls me kiddo. Yeah. But, like, we love love. So, like, you be in love, but I just had to ask. Okay. Getting into the plot review for The Fourth Wing. Obviously, if you've never listened to this podcast before, we're going to give spoilers. Fantasy books, the ending is always a plot twist. This ends on a cliffhanger. It does not tie up in a nice bow. So, I'm just throwing that out there. You've never been here before, and we're new to you. I hope that you've read this because we're going to spoil all of it. Okay. 
Violet Sorengale is the daughter of a general and the sibling to two of the greatest dragon riders Navarre has ever seen. Not that it should matter to her because she's trained her whole life to be a scribe, protecting the country's history in a safer manner. Her mother, however, throws her into the literal dragon's den by forcing her into the rider's quadrant a program so dangerous that more than a fourth of her year will die before the end of day one. And if she does survive the challenges, she'll have to hope a dragon will deem her worthy enough to claim her. Needless to say, things aren't looking great for Violet as she stands on the parapet of the rider's quadrant. Just as she's thinking this, she locks eyes with the most alluring man she's ever seen, Zayden Ry... Fuck, this is gonna fuck me up. Zayden Ryerson... The same man whose parents died at the hands of her mother and who can't wait to avenge his family. However, not only does Violet survive, she prevails and secures the biggest and baddest dragon available. The only problem is that she's now linked her life to Zayden's forever, and a whole lot of problems are heading their way. This fantasy romance has intense world building, dragons and bonds, a threat to the world, a seemingly weak girl who ends up being a total badass, and a strong enemies to lovers trope. Okay, we all know I'm not a fantasy romance gal, but I loved this read, and I like so I gave it four stars. I love the world that the author developed, and the past when we read fantasy, I've gotten a little bit confused, but I was not confused at all with like the way that I think she just wrote the world and like built the world very seemingly. The character development was amazing, and I wanted to go to war for Violet, especially in the beginning when nobody believed in her, and I was like, damn, y'all have no faith in her. Like, if she does not walk across the Paramount, like, she's done, like, gone dead. So I just don't understand why nobody was having faith in her except for her sister. And I got, I cried when um, the sister gave Violet the letter that Brennan, the brother, also gave to Mir, the sister. I really liked that. Okay, so I was like, I liked the idea of the dragons and going to school to have, like, a dragon bond to you. And, like, the different factions, like, within the school, like, the different careers that you could be. I was not a fan of Dane. He gave me the ick, to be honest. Like, immediately, he gave me the ick. Yeah. He did not believe in her. He thought that she was very fragile. She And I honestly think that he was hurting her by trying to coddle her and bringing more attention to who she is. He gave me the ick immediately. And as soon as her and Zayden locked eyes before she was going to walk across the Paramount, I was like, oh, here we go. I knew it was going to be some kind of, like, enemies to lovers, kind of just like, oh, forbidden love because her sister warned her you can fall in love with everybody with anybody but him I didn't like all the death I'm gonna be honest but now like but I do know that that's like an element of fantasy like I was sad Violet truly becomes like she becomes a rock star and I'm happy that she became like she was became one of the most powerful person she had bonded with the powerful dragon when we found out who killed Violet's brother and then that the brother is alive I was like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Big team Zayden and happy that the tension finally snapped and they start doing their thing. The biggest thing was I really wish this was dual POV. And I did not like her nickname from Zayden being violent. I could have done without that. Oh, I thought it was kind of funny and cute. But, like, surely he's going to have to stop doing that at some point. Like, if we're on book four of this series and he's still calling her violence, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah, because there's five. There's a, This going to be a five-book series. I know. I saw on Goodreads. Bless. Bless. And I have to, to say, I, it took me five different stores, five different Barnes & Nobles to find this book. 
hot that commodity. Is crazy to me. Honestly, slay. I DM'd Rebecca like from the Spice Rock account on Instagram. It was a long shot. She's getting she's having the Colleen Hoover effect right now. So it's like the, she's not gonna respond yeah, to us. I gave this five stars. Obsessed. I there is nothing that just gets me going more than a fantasy romance. I love it more than life itself. It brings me such immense joy. The dragons, the tension, the side characters, the motherfucking twist. I was living for all of it. And I knew that I was hooked on Violet from when she switches shoes with Rhiannon so that Rhiannon doesn't freaking die. I was like, oh, this girl is going to be a badass and she's also going to be like caring and courteous of others. This to me was like the Hunger Games meets Zodiac Academy, which I know you haven't read, but you've heard me talk about enough to like get the gist. And I was just gobbling that shit up. And I also think that this is firmly for the team PETA girls. I don't know that team Gale, you know, like Hunger Games team Gale. I don't know that there's like really a a section of those people alive, but (laughs) this is for the team PETA girls for sure. The way that Dane constantly tried to hold her back and Zayden immediately was like, no, I can't hold you back. Like he chose to empower her and he chose to recognize how much of a badass that is. And I think that is so sexy. Like one of the sexiest things that a man can do is just believe in you, <laughs> which like the bar is in hell. Really, just be like her height, like her height, man. That's all that's like, all that's being asked. Just give me like a little bit of confidence. and Like that's all I need in the world. I also hate how... Sometimes in fantasy books and highly dangerous situations, everyone lived. I know you said you didn't like the death. I am glad that people, certain people had to die to like get the fucking point across that it was dangerous because I swear to God, Akatar, it's like, this is so dangerous. Like everyone around us is dying, but every motherfucker always lives. And I'm like, no, like if it's actually. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Yes. So I'm glad that like some of her friends didn't make it and like. It was sad, right? But like, I'm glad that some people died. I really love seeing Violet grow and her recognizing her own abilities, but also that it didn't come easily, easily for her or happen quickly, right? Like it wasn't this like overnight transformation. Um, and I really appreciate appreciated that. And her being a fucking lightning wielder is so cool. That just imagine what you can like the power that gives you. Like she's literally Thor. I guess yeah. Thor is he thunder? I don't know anything about comics. No, I think Thor is lightning. Okay, like that's bad as ass as shit. Like that's so cool. Even and I'm glad that she became such a badass because every single person doubted her. Yeah, everybody doubted her. Yes, I love that she picked like she protected Adarna, the tiny dragon, and that's ultimately why she was chosen too. Like the most badass dragon whatever was only gonna pick someone who was both physically and like mentally and emotionally strong and so I like that that's like why that happened I also fucking love Taryn the dragon he was so funny he was like your little grumpy neighbor that is just like grouchy and like kind of old but you are just like so endeared to him and you just love him and then the brother being alive at the end I really we were driving. I was like, Seth, I have to finish this book before this weekend because we're doing it for the podcast. So I have to read in the car. And we were driving 
and the brother's alive. And I said, holy shit, it's swerved all over the road. I was like, sorry, the brother is alive. I am shook. It was just so good. Loved it. No flaws. That reminds me, remember one time when we took Seth to the haunted house? Haunted around, and he swerved so hard he killed the possum, and he just kept driving. So we said this so scared of everything, and we took him on this haunted road, and there was this armadillo, and he was convinced it was a demon, and he just fucking railed this armadillo. And me and Ashley in the back, we just go boom, boom. No, and he didn't stop. He didn't even think about slowing down. He said, "I'm getting us the fuck out of here." No, but I like how the, like, the dragons also have a personality. Yeah. Like, they were a big part. It's, like, you know how we talk about, like, sometimes, like, a, like in these books, like, the house itself is a character. These dragons, I feel like they're also characters. Like, they add so much. And, like, it wouldn't be the same if they weren't. Yeah. Like, how they were. I also like that Zayden didn't even, like, really remotely even start to admit feelings for violet until they could like have the interconnected mind talking and the first time that he talks to her they're talking about like oh we can't stay away from each other our dragons are mated therefore we have to be together and she's like explaining this to other people and he like mind sends to her you never considered that it was you I couldn't stay away from and that's like the first time that he ever says anything even remotely romantic or interested in her and I'm like he loves you he's obsessed with you when they finally are like about to get together violet and zayden she like says that he wants him he's like this isn't what you want whatever yeah. whatever um and he says are you suggesting some she says are you suggesting someone else to like get him and he says fuck no because i only want you i'm literally obsessed with him literally obsessed and with that being said, we can get into the spice because quite literally, this motherfucker is 400 and something pages long and you are just filled with tension for the first 300 waiting for them to fuck. Just waiting. So, finally do. So I gave it half a pepper. Generously, okay. I'll give it one pepper. I gave it one pepper. I love the moment before the first hookup when the guy is fighting himself and telling the girl that she doesn't want him, but the girl is like, yes, I do. Like he kept saying like, Violet, he wants somebody else. And she was like, Zayden, please fuck me. Like, come on. And like the, again, we talked about this last week, but like watching a man physically try to hold back from you because they know that they shouldn't, but like they are incapable of holding back. Like they are so overcome with the thought of you. It's just so hot to me. I think so too. And then they finally, they're going at it. Few rounds. He goes, you're so fucking hot. It might damn us both, but I can't wait to feel you come around my cock. And he is like, look at you. You're fucking beautiful, Violet. Let go for me. Which I think let go for me is one of the hottest things a man can say. And then he tells her, you feel so fucking good. And Violet goes, he slams back into me over and over again as he sets a brutal steady pace. He couldn't hold back. There's also this thing about her hair throughout the book. So I feel like that's going to be important in the series. 
Mm-hmm. And he like takes her hair down. He says, fuck me, all this hair and this mouth. All I ever want to do is kiss you, even when you piss me off. He says, tell me to stop. And she says, don't stop. He says, fuck Violet. He groans, slipping his hand between my thighs. If I get my hands on you, really honestly get my hands on you, I don't know if I'll be able to stop. Stop being so fucking honorable and fuck me, Zayden. The other thing that I found really hot is because they can do this little mind chit chat thing is she's struggling to make lightning except when she's like coming, which is hilarious. And she's literally in class and he's like, what are you doing? I can feel that you're frustrated. And she's like, well, I'm trying to make lightning, but I can't. And I'm like getting worked up or whatever. So he sends her flashbacks through the little mind chat that they have going on of them fucking so that she can make lightning. And they say chivalry is dead. They say chivalry is dead. And then they're in class because he's like two ranks above her. I don't know anything about like the military to even attempt to try and like explain it but basically he's in charge of her times too and they're in class obviously I fucking each other trying not to let people figure out what they're doing and he's like stop looking at me again through the mind chat stop looking at me like people are going to figure it out so she starts telling him through the mind chat all the things that she wants to do to him love seriously I can't think when you look at me like that is what he says so fucking hot he was obsessed with her he was so obsessed with her if you just man up and admit that there's something between us i would strip down to my skin so you could see every single inch of me and once i had you begging i'd drop down to my knees undo those flight leathers you're wearing and wrap my lips around and he cuts her off because he chokes in the middle of the class and everyone stares at him Like, I want you to be so fucking obsessed with thinking about what we did the last night that you choke on your drink in the middle. In public. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's like those um, TikToks where it's like, uh, send your man a spicy text while he's with his family. Oh my God. You should do that this weekend. (laughs) I don't know what to draft. I have to think of what to say. We know I don't have good. Well, good thing we're (laughs) sitting right here on fucking (laughs) Zoom. Yeah, I could do that Thursday. Please do. I'm dying for an update. I would love for that to happen. Okay, we'll keep you guys updated. I have, please look, I like tabbed the shit out of this. really did. Loved it. So good. Would highly recommend. Granted, not really for the spice, but for all the other parts. But the spice was there. It was spicy. It was there. Like super spicy. Yeah. And it was good. Like, I'm glad that she didn't end up with um, the ick boy. Okay, so what? So as we know, with this book, there's different quadrants. You have scribe, rioter, infantry, or healer. So Sal, what quadrant would you want to be in? Okay. I think that I would want a dragon. I don't think I would live. Like, I'm pretty sure I would die. But I would rather die trying to be a dragon rider than die fucking doing anything else I think I'm picking scribe I'm falling off that thing as soon as my foot starts <laughs> on to think to become a writer um I'm picking scribe through and through I just feel like if I was living in a fantasy world and like war was coming right like 
I don't need to be there. I don't want to be a scribe. I don't want to be a healer. I don't really want to be a part of it. So if I live, then I've earned the right to like be a fighter. And if I died, then at least I didn't have to be a part of it. (laughs) Okay. So the book talks about signets and it's basically like when your power manifests, like what it manifests as. And so I'm curious if there was one in the book that you would have preferred or like a different one. I'm still thinking about this one. I, I am just too. Have so many options. I thought the Dan's one where he could like touch someone and pull on their memories was cool, but I don't think that I would want that. That would that would stress yeah. me. Yeah, just too much power. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would want anything to do with fire. No, I think maybe something with air. Mm, I like the air or like. I would want to make things like really big or really small, maybe. Yeah. Or like plants. Like if you see like dead, like greenery. Ooh, like bring back to life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm picking. I thought it was kind of fucked up how if you could read people's thoughts, you were immediately killed. But like, I understand why. Yeah. I feel like that was an important detail that's going to come back later on in the books of like why exactly that happens because I get it but I also think it's kind of fucked up I think it's pretty fucked up yeah so again this one's a little bit deeper so Sav was Zayden doing the wrong thing do you think Violet is right to distrust him when he was like giving supplies to the enemy but not to help the enemy defeat them to help the enemy defeat the other enemy is that what we're talking yeah. about okay I think, yeah I think he just had to do what he had to do yeah well I mean I think because you get to the end and Violet's brother says welcome to the rebellion like I think that they're gonna rebel uh, they're gonna have to eventually have a war internally I mean <sighs> I don't know. I think it's fucked up by not telling people, but also because she was around somebody who could read her thoughts. Like, I understand why he didn't, but I think that she's, he's going to have to earn the trust back. Yeah. I don't think that Violet, I don't think it should be all like ties cut. Not like, I don't think so because I, I wonder what Violet would do in that situation. Yeah. Cause she was all in pretty much as soon as she realized that like, no, like, they aren't trying to kill us. They're just not trying to die. Like, I think that there's a difference. Yeah. So I don't really think he was doing the wrong thing. I think the most fucked up part of this whole book is that because she mentioned every time, like, she and Dane would have an interaction, he would, like, touch her cheek. And so the fact that he was pretty much, like, non-consensually taking her memories from her By touching her in, like, a sweet gesture of what he thought was a sweet gesture that it would be, like, unnoticed is fucked up to me. Yeah. Totally straight ick. I would never talk to that man again. Mm -mm. I just don't think, like, I don't know. I think that he wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm not going to read anymore, but Sab is going (laughs) to let me. I'll keep you posted. It's, like haunting Adeline like I read the first yeah. one I'm, like, I'm good I don't need to go any further I am very proud of you for reading fantasy and I would like to know what was 
the interpretation? Like, was it too much? What parts did you know? I don't, I don't think this is too much fantasy. Okay. I like the fantasy when this cannot be realistic because of the dragons, but it could, it's not that far fetched. Right. I'm glad we skipped out on the gargoyles book. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of like her soul to take. Like it was fantasy, but it's not overwhelming fantasy. Yeah. I think that you should read. I, okay, bold statement. I personally liked this more than I liked Akatar because I don't love the fairy concept as much as I like humans and other creatures. Obviously, I have a vampire kink, so, like, that's the ideal creature that I would like to be dealing with. But I really liked the dragons, and I feel like the story is there. Pharaoh was kind of a dumb bitch, like, the person in Akatar. Like, she's kind of fucking stupid. She's illiterate, and she, like, can't read, and that's, like, part of the whole thing. So, I, I don't know. I liked the character development more, and I feel like this has more potential. Um, but the writing in Akatar is just really good. Yeah. Okay, well, are you going to read more fantasy or do you think, like, we're done for a while? I need a good, like, four to five month break. Okay. Because I think if I, like, read too much, I'm just not going to like it. That's fair. Well, I'm proud of you. You did something new. This is I tried. He has a boyfriend. She's reading fantasy. You are, like, a fully, <laughs> full new woman. I try. Okay, so getting into our newest segment of us describing what we, getting really into depth about these book boyfriends that we come to know and love. This will be, sidebar, this will be really fun to do when we get to somebody that we kind of hate, you know? Like, yeah. we had to do this for Ignite, for I don't know <laughs> what the fuck we would say about that person. <laughs> All right, here's mine. I think that Zayden is like a high-ranking blue-collar boy and that he drives a truck, like, Obviously, Seth drives a Tacoma, so that's where my mind went. Like, a nice, newer Tacoma, but, like, you know, like a Ford Ranger era. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't need the GPS for directions, but in a sexy way. Not in, like, an annoying, like, I don't need to fucking ask for directions. In a way of, like, no, I know where I am. Like, I don't need, I don't need extra help. Like, I got it. He wants to live out west on a bunch of land because he has an extreme distrust for the government. (laughs) He donates a lot of money to kids a lot of money and time to helping foster kids, but he does it anonymously so that no one gives him credit and like no one knows that it's him. I think he has a favorite baseball cap that he like wears and it's like faded and like very much a part of him. And it smells like him that he would give to you when it's raining. So your hair doesn't get messed up. And I think that he perfectly would fill out a pair of jeans front, back, all around. He reminds me of the old, with your description, the oldest son on Cheaper by the Dozen. Cheaper by the Dozen. I know that's exactly what I was talking about. So ours were not not too far from each other. I have him in the middle class. He drives like a fancier pickup truck. Like he's not going mudding. No. He doesn't have that kind of pickup truck. He's not going mudding. Right. And he only backs into parking spots. Oh, he hates the one hand. Yeah, that's all. Like, he is always <laughs> going back into that parking spot. He hates everyone except his mom and the woman he ultimately falls for. Everybody else he could care less about. He will always open your door for you, but will never miss an opportunity to roast you. 
important and he lives on the water either a lake house or a beach house Ooh, i can see a lake house kind of secluded on the water has resources that's what i'm going with Mm, i see him with like a a small to mid-sized boat like nothing crazy yeah i was into it (laughs) loved him as you guys know we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid we have to put zayden in a spot so at the bottom you have your ultimate friends with benefits could be telling your friends about it cannot might be one or done or might be long term and then you have meet the parents this one could possibly be the one could not and then the next tier we have white picket fence you got the kids the dogs happily ever after and at the top of the top you have god tier which is the best of the best reside so Saf, where are you putting zayden i'm putting zayden at god tier I did ultimate friends with benefits, like a long-term situation shit. You said, yikes. I mean, I think it makes sense. We have different tastes when it comes to things like this. <laughs> but Zade at God tier, and I was hesitant to even put him on the pyramid. <laughs> like, I think, like, he'll be ultimate friends with benefits where it is a very long-term situation shit. No, I want to lock that down Permanently. Permanently. <laughs> Tattoo and all. These little shadows. Mm. Speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing a long-term situation ship with him. Is it sex so good? But I don't think I want to fully commit to him. Sex would be great. You're breaking dressers and fucking arm yeah. walks on day one. Yep. That's all we want is to just be thrown around oh. so hard into some furniture that it just can't sustain it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode on The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. We, I think we both, we loved it. I loved I, re- it. I really enjoyed it. I was very captivated. The world building, the tension between Violet and Xander. I, like, was very captivated by it. Yeah. And honestly, I'm there. This yeah. this is a Sav-centric book. It is. Last week it was M-centric. This week it's Sav-centric. And next week it's going to be both of us-centric because we're going back to Candy Steiner, the last book, I think, in her Red Zone Rival series, Hail Mary, which is enemies to lovers, I'm pretty sure. And I'm yep. so excited about it. So super sad. We hope you guys like diving into the world of fantasy and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.